I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle. What's up, Dog Nation? Welcome again. It's another Wednesday night here on Before the Hedges, brought to you by Kroger. Of course, we're going to talk about Dylan Riola. Uh, yes, we're going to talk about KJ Bolden. Those are kind of the five-star highlights, but this is all about, I guess, dancing in the wind right now when everyone in the world, every Georgia recruiting conversation right now, I guess you would call it Dylan Watch, Dylan Riola Watch. Um, everybody wants to know what's the latest, what's going to happen, what's going on. We'll cover a little bit of that on Dog Nation as well. We've also got, as part of our Big Five, we've got an interview with KJ Bolden. Um, I'll give you a tease. Number three on the uh, top targets list for 2024 on this weekly update, KJ Bolden was back in Athens again on, on Saturday. I believe it was his 12th uh, visit to check out Georgia. We'll have a lot on KJ Bolden inside our Big Five. Usually the Big Five has a lot of five stars, but hope everybody's doing okay. Let me give some shout outs. Shout out to Facebook. Shout out to everybody watching on Twitter, the Dog Nation homepage, and of course, YouTube as well. We've got a lot of stuff to get to. We've got a, a lot of stuff to wrap in here. And guys, I'm actually going to fold. It really feels like a big six today, but I'm going to fold one of the items of a big six into our big five. So it's going to feel like you kind of supersized your before the hedges uh, today here on uh, tonight here on uh, dognation.com. So, all right, guys, let's jump in. First thing to talk about here, Dylan Riola watch. I mean, you've got a lot of stuff going on. Um, I think the main thing is everybody wants to wants to know, is the five-star quarterback ready? What's he waiting on? What's going on? Well, you got to remember, guys, this is a, a high school teenager's moment. Uh, nobody out there can kind of influence or gas pedal that decision. It's got to be when he feels like it. Um, the Riola family, they kind of told me that they kind of felt like they rushed uh, the first commitment decision without really being really invested in knowing what they were getting into. So they They'd always had the feeling that they were not going to jump right in and make that quick, hasty rebound commitment. Um, one of the things to watch for here with Dylan, um, 6'3", 220 pounds, number one in the country as quarterback by everyone in the recruiting services. Recently, we saw that On3.com dropped his ranking to number seven overall um, for their On3 uh, rankings, but he's still the number one overall prospect for 24-7 sports, ESPN, and rivals. So one thing I wanted to focus on is like, you know, potentially, and it happens in every class. It was the same way with Justin Fields in Georgia for the 2018 class. It's the same way with a guy like Gunnar Stockton, who kind of got guys like, you know, Oscar Delp to come in with him. Brock Vandergriff, you know, Amarius Mims was a guy that really wanted to play college football with uh, Brock Vandergriff. So and Jake Fromm, I mean, what can you say about Jake Fromm? Everybody in the 2017 class, um, what usually happens for Georgia with marquee quarterback commitments, potential marquee quarterback commitments, is they want to kind of stack the deck with a lot of great players. Um, and let's face it, if you're a big-time running back and you're a big-time wide receiver or you're an incredible offensive lineman, you want to block for a guy with the talent level of a Dylan Riola. You want to catch balls from him. Especially if you're a running back, you know that you'll see a balanced front with a guy that can really connect and touch any part of the field with that rocket arm. So what we kind of put together is like, you know, I know everybody's watching to see what's going to happen with Dylan, but the other thing I'm watching is kind of that, um, we used this term many years ago in Dog Nation to talk about a, a recruit that kind of transcends. And, you know, a lot of these young men, they're very accomplished athletes. They have a healthy sense of themselves and independence, but when a big-time quarterback jumps into a class, well, that raises some eyebrows, and it gets folks' attention. So I, want, I, got, I got a bunch of names. We put together a slide. We're going to call it the Dylan Riola effect. It would be names across the country to watch if uh, Mr. Riola chose Georgia. Uh, the first one, and that might be the hardest degree of difficulty here, is Jeremiah Smith. Those two knew each other when Riola was still committed to uh, Ohio State, actually – Dylan Riola decommits right about the same time, a couple of days. He decommits before Jer Jeremiah Smith commits to Ohio State. Now, folks, Ohio State has been going gangbusters lately in recruiting. I think they've picked up like nine recruits in the last month, maybe seven in the last three weeks. 
A lot of top 100 guys. They actually overtook Georgia, and everybody knows the reason why. They overtook Georgia over the last week in terms of the nation's number one overall recruiting class on the 27 sports team composite rankings. But uh, Jeremiah Smith, I think Jeremiah, even with a kind of tractor beam magnetism about the opportunity to play with Raiola, uh, I think he's probably, most likely, you would say that he would stick with Ohio State as long as Brian Hartline sticks with Ohio State. Now, of course, you guys are probably thinking after a um, pylon seven on seven from at, out at Lake Point earlier this year, we asked Jeremiah Smith what he thought, what would happen uh, to George's chances if Dylan Riola committed to Georgia, and he gave everybody that little, you know, shrug, and his, you know, he raised his eyebrows really, really demonstratively, and um, he said there would be a, a chance, maybe even a good, the great chance, that he would want to join Dylan should he chose Georgia. But I still label that one as pretty hard. Another name to look at here is KJ Bolden. KJ told me this week that those two guys are in concert a lot. They just talked this past week um, before G Day for him. Um, he would love to play with a guy like Dylan Riola. Um, the best wants to go against the best. He would love to be a part of a class like that. Those two guys uh, talk a lot. Uh, and, you know, Dylan was actually trying to recruit K.J. Bolden to Ohio State when he was committed there. So K.J. Bolden, the number uh, one safety in the nation, number nine overall, that would have an impact on how uh, K.J. Bolden already views Georgia. Next name. Uh, that's Ryan Wingo. If you guys were watching the recruiting trail recently, um, Dylan Riola, when he took his visits in March, he took a lot of them with Ryan Wingo. They visited Georgia together. That was planned. They visited um, Nebraska together. That was planned. Ryan even tells me that, that uh, Dylan is his guy. Those guys are in concert a lot. That's a five-star receiver, folks, a guy that's about 205 pounds, runs a 10-5, 10-6 in the 100 um, you're talking about a guy in Wingo and even Jeremiah Smith. The folks that rank these prospects feel that those young men are George Pickens-type talents. They're rated even just as high as George Pickens was, even higher than George Pickens was back when he was coming out of uh, Hoover, Alabama back in 2019. Uh, Brandon Baker, the nation's number one offensive tackle. He just visited Georgia recently. We'll have an update with him on dognation.com this week. Brandon Baker that's a guy, nation's number one offensive tackle in a really lean year for elite tackles that uh, has taken an interest in Georgia. He's got a lot of schools on his mind. Just visited Austin, Texas, and the Longhorns recently as well. And the next of these names would be like weapons. You've kind of got some bodyguards. You've got some you know, A1A type weapons in Wingo and Smith. Um, a guy like K.J. Bolden also plays receiver for Buford High School as well. But Going down the list, Taylor Tatum, the number two running back in the country out of Texas. He's already visited Georgia. Jaden Riddell, now that's a name to watch for, especially after the Logan Thomas news this past weekend. Logan Thomas, uh, this past week when he decommits from Georgia, uh, the name that really jumps on people's mind is Jaden Riddell out of Peculiar, Missouri. Uh, those two guys uh, talking to each other a lot, You know, the same text messages, the same group chats. That's a name to watch there. Jaden Riddell is actually the number one overall prospect at tight end for 2024 for On3.com. Nathan Frazier, that's a guy you see his stock boosting up right here out of Modern Day. Modern Day in Santa Ana, California. Um, that's another um, – that's the same school as Brandon Baker right there as well. And you see him rising. I believe he's the number eight running back in the country right now. That's a name we, everybody across the country would raise their eyebrows should Raiola choose Georgia. Another big bodyguard-type protector, one of those guys that are the bouncers at the club trying to like not let anybody get in. Marquise, big easy, easily out of Illinois, another guy that you know I think that if should Raiola potentially choose Georgia, that's a name to look for there. And then another kind of local guy, Christian Clark out of Phoenix, Arizona. Dylan is from the Phoenix area. Uh, number 20-ish, number running back in the country. Has a lot of ties to the state of Georgia. Family, friends, people in his circle in the state of Georgia. And he's the number 257 overall recruit. Um, so that's what's going on. You know, should uh, Mr. Riola, Dylan Riola, choose the dogs? Well, I think it's going to have kind of that tractor beam effect with a lot of guys are one already going to see back-to-back -back natties. They're going to see the NFL development. They're going to see the way Georgia um, plays in the nation's toughest conference. Uh, they're going to see the way the players 
kind of practice like nobody else right now in college football, and they wonder about if Georgia can add a five-star passer like Raiola to that. Uh, it's really going to give guys a lot to think about in terms of potentially committing to the G. Next up, recruiting rewind. Not all the five stars are jumping in the boat uh, to come to Athens. Some might be jumping out of the boat. And let's talk right now about the curious case of uh, um, Landon Thomas. Now, that's a Moultrie, Colquitt County type boy out of South Georgia. I've uh, been committed to Georgia since last July, but I want to take you a few, a few, few, a few things right here. Number one, um, Landon was actually, it's a recommitment to Florida State. Landon was committed to Florida State for about six months. Uh, get this, uh, Georgia offers, I believe, on October the 2nd. He decommits from Florida State on October the 3rd of 2021. He commits to Georgia in July of 2022. And he was kind of locked in with the dogs. Florida State, Florida State just kept punching, just kept chopping, trying to get him. And they, they pulled the flip this week. They pulled Georgia's only five-star offensive commitment out of the class. Um, tied in you, which is what Georgia's been going down the road with recently, and how well Todd Hartley has been recruiting that position. Well, that's a win for Florida State. Not the only win for Florida State, if you guys are paying attention, if you're watching online chatter and what's happening right now, Jonathan Daniels, a big-time offensive tackle, probably the most athletic offensive tackle uh, in the country right now out of Florida. He's actually leaning. You see a lot of things. He's got really strong feelings about Florida State. Um, and also, uh, Georgia, another name we used to mention here on Before the Hedges a lot, uh, brought to you by Kroger. We used to mention Cam Davis a lot, five-star running back Cam Davis out of Albany area. And uh, Cam Davis recently, uh, we'll touch on that, he recently shut down his entire recruiting, not going to give anybody any more attention, any more visits, any more officials, and he shut the door on his recruiting right there. So Florida State gaining some momentum right now with what they're doing. You see right there, that's the graphic there of Landon Thomas um, joining Tribe 24. And, you know, Florida State's putting together a pretty good little team, especially if they can start adding pieces like Thomas and Davis. That's two five-stars in the class. We mentioned Daniels. They've already got a pretty strong team coming back. You know, Florida State, will they be the school in the state of Florida? Not Miami, not those, as Brandon Adams always says, those lousy, stinking Gators um, that would make the move to kind of maybe surge a little bit uh, with recruiting and surge a little bit in the state of Florida. Maybe that might be the Seminoles um, right there. Um, now, I teased something to you guys before. It's going to take a minute to kind of unravel this, but this is I think it fits really well in this recruiting rewind segment because what we try to do is we try to kind of unravel uh, or rewind, restore, kind of take a look back at the biggest stories of the week. And for me, maybe even more than the Landon Thomas story, was the new ruling. Now, this ruling was very confusing. I have sources at staffs. I know, I know staff members, recruiters, coaches, at, you know, staffs in every conference, and they were really confused by this. I'm talking about the NCA rule on unlimited official visits. Now, a lot of that, that news when it broke had a lot of doom and gloom headlines. Number one is like, oh my gosh, these kids are gonna take 20, 25 official visits. It's gonna take away from their senior seasons. It's gonna make these decisions even harder. It was kind of an overcorrection. No kid really needs 15 official visits. Maybe they need six, seven, or eight, but they don't, they don't need that many. Well, I did some digging, I did some looking around, and you know, there was some back and forth on that. Some initial reports I was being told was it didn't apply until the class of 2025. Um, I was also told um, a bunch of other things. There was a lot of misinformation. I reached out to the NCA compliance office and I got some facts. Number one, it starts for every prospect in the class of 2024 that can take an official visit and that will begin on July, July the 1st. Um, there's really no limitation uh, on visits for the prospective student athlete, that's good. But there's still the same limitation for how many official visits a school can offer. Like Georgia, the number is 56. Some schools over the last year got some exceptions because of a coaching change and because of some other um, blanket waivers granted by the NCAA, but the number is 56, and that's not going to deviate. So these kids can take as many, but you're going to see a school like Georgia and Alabama, Ohio State be very selective because maybe they don't need to grant one of their precious 56 official visits to a young man that's taking an official visit every weekend. That's kind of like the NIL type stuff there you look at. You know, if, if a person comes to Georgia with their NIL handout immediately at the beginning of a recruiting relationship, 
it's probably not the player that Georgia is going to go after because they want guys that love football, that, that see the benefits of developing at Georgia and getting on that practice field, getting that elite top-tier coaching. That's the thing that they want folks to be drawn to with Georgia and not simply just being the highest bidder. Kirby Smart says all the time that he wants um, guys to earn that NIL money at Georgia first before they come into the locker room and start making more money than starters when they haven't really done anything on the practice field or the playing field yet in Athens. So big development there. There was a lot of misinformation, but I thought one of the bigger stories, bigger recruiting stories of the last few years, because it's really going to change the way you look at recruiting. Um, I know I spoke with Dog Nation Daily about it last Friday, but like, you know, I'll be honest, I'll keep it a buck right here. When I, I see all these young men dropping top 22s and dropping top 18s and top 15s, I'll like, okay, let's pump our brakes. Let's talk about it when, it gets, when things get really serious, when they start setting their official visits. Well, now if you see a young man that has, has 10, 12 official visits potentially in his deck, then when he drops the top 12, that's going to mean something. I think another thing it might help for is a lot of kids that live in the state of Georgia – K.J. Bolden's a perfect example. He's already visited Georgia 12 times. He's, already, he's the type of marquee recruit that whenever he takes an official visit to Georgia, it's like an un, it, it, excuse me, when he takes an unofficial visit to Georgia, that's like an official visit to other recruits because Georgia kind of rolls out the red carpet for a talented player like that. Well, in years past, they're like, yeah, I'm going to save that tr- official visit for an out-of-the-way trip like an Oregon, like a USC, like a Texas, like a Notre Dame. Um, like a Miami, well now with unlimited official visits, that uh, local kid uh, in the state of Georgia can, why not add another official visit to the list to go check out Georgia? Uh, that was not part. That was not separate. That was just a little add on here into our recruiting rewind. And moving on to our next subject, I think this is the week of the tight end on Dog Nation, especially on the recruiting side. You've seen uh, next generation profiles on Pierce Sperling the third and Lawson Lucky over the last couple of weeks. You saw uh, Landon Thomas decommit from the dogs and flip to Florida State. And I told you we were going through a position-by-position glance at the Georgia recruiting board for 2024. And I just so happens, kind of way way it was stacked out and planned out maybe. But tight ends are this week right now on Before the Hedges. We put together a a great graphic to kind of take a look at it and go go blow-by-blow. You got some names here. I'll try to give you guys a, a lot of intel, a lot of insight on all these names. First and foremost... Todd Hartley, the man likes to work ahead. The guy's the valedictorian of the uh, recruiting room amongst tight end coaches in the country right now. He's only offered, besides Landon Thomas, five other tight end prospects in the country. Let's start with the first one. This is a young man out of Michigan, Brady Prescorn. Now, he's a big guy, about six foot four, nation's number two tight end on the 24 7 sports composite. Georgia has made his top eight. Interesting, his older brother, Caleb, I believe, is a transfer portal tight end who recently transferred to Ole Miss. So Ole Miss also made his uh, top eight as well. Georgia's in there. Michigan's in there. You hear a lot of traction there with Michigan right now uh, with Brady staying in state uh, to play for the Wolverines right now. Second name on the list is the one we talked about with the Dylan Riola effect early in our show. If you're just joining us, you know, what potentially might a, a, a Dylan Riola commitment to Georgia mean? Well, Jaden Riddell, we thought, out of Peculiar High School in Peculiar, uh, Missouri, uh, he is number four tight end in the country. That's a guy closely connected uh, with Riola, uh, been kind of, kind of talking back, back and forth behind the scenes. You see Jaden Riddell. He has visited Georgia recently. Jaden Riddell is likely to take his official visit to, to Georgia um, might not be that first week when everybody else is there, but maybe the second week there for Jaden Riddell. That's a name. Uh, big guy. Uh, been dominating some seven-on-seven stuff recently. Uh, Jaden Riddell is another name right there. The second highest rated tight end Georgia's offered. The number third is a recent offer, Caleb, Old, Caleb Odom. And he's about 6'5", 6'6". Only played uh, wide receiver for Carrollton High School for the Trojans. He was kind of the go-to guy last year for Juju Lewis. Mostly working outside as an outside receiver. Georgia offered him on a recent visit. I believe it was last month. Um, you know, if that's a guy that Georgia, the news of Landon Thomas, if that doesn't bring any more traction 
uh, with Georgia and Caleb Obenham. I think nothing really will, but that's an in-state prospect to look at right there. Caleb Olden's another four-star, probably a top 100 recruit uh, in the country. Carter Nelson, I like this guy a lot. Now, first of all, he's like a guy that participates in the decathlon. You see him, he's got high school track. He runs a 4.5. He's 6.5 out of Nebraska. He does the shot put. He does the javelin. Um, you see him running the anchor leg on the 4x100. Like this stat here, he was a everywhere type gadget player for his high school team in Nebraska. Of course, Nebraska's big there for Carter Nelson. But he threw, I believe, 15 touchdown passes as a quarterback last year, but then also caught 11 touchdown passes as a receiver. He's kind of a jack-of-all-trades player. You see what he's doing in track. Carter Nelson visited Georgia recently as well. And then the last name right here is Colton Heinrich out of Fort Lauderdale. He's at Carter Cardinal Gibbons, and that's a very strong program. They throw the ball a lot down there in Fort Lauderdale. He's a three-star. He was a first-team All-State tight end last year, only about 400 yards and about three touchdowns last year. But he is a two-time state championship program, a three-star recruit, ranked the number 27 tight end in the country. He has already said reports from multiple outlets is that he's going to give Georgia an official visit and Ohio State an official visit. So Colton Heinrich, kind of there's some big names right there to look at right now for tight end recruiting. Like kind of where does Georgia go um, after the loss of Landon Thomas in this class? Of course, folks, let's not poor mouth the dogs with what they have at tight end. They literally have the best depth chart in college football at tight end right now, and they have the best future depth chart at tight end in college football right now. When you look at what, um, of course, Oscar – Oscar Delp will be back next year. Brock Bowers will probably be a top 12 pick in the NFL draft uh, in 2024, but Delp will still be around. You'll have Lawson Lucky, who's looked very good so far in spring drills and at G-Day. He'll be back for his second season. Pierce Sperling III will be back probably this time next year. We'll have his first healthy spring, spring practice. Sure hoping for that, for Pierce to have a long stretch of good health there. But and then Georgia has a commitment from the nation's number um, – one overall tight end in 2025 out of Charlton County in Folkston. That's Elias Williams as well. That tight end depth chart room is going to look great, even given with what potentially Georgia could add in 2024. Folks, this feels like halftime of the big, the big five, starting five, give me five, whatever you want to call it. Um, now's a good time to think a little bit more about Kroger. You know, Kroger is our signature flagship sponsor before the hedges. Been that way going strong now for over eight years. And folks, you know anybody in your household that likes to clip coupons? I think my wife likes to clip, clip coupons. I know a lot of other folks out there too. Go to Kroger.com, sign up to get all your digital coupon needs. And hey, if you get lucky, you might see some of that Easter candy still marked down. Uh, way, way low price right there. If you want to get it done, you want to make your family feel like five stars at the table, just go Krogering. It's just that easy. Um, next up on the list, next up on the list, G-Day visitors. Now, folks... Was another robust guest list, whatever you want to say. Of course, five-star KJ Bolden was here. That's coming up a little bit, a little bit down the road, real quick. Maybe only a screen pass now away uh, in our show rundown right now. But G-Day had a lot of visitors. Some of the marquee visitors. You had five-star commitment Ellis Robinson the fourth, four-star commitment anchor commitment Peyton Woodyard out of St. John Bosco. Sakovi White was there. Malachi Tolliver was there. Uh, and then some big targets were there. Aiden Breeland, a big-time big prospect out of modern-day high school, another defensive end who just picked up his five-star status. You saw Justin Green, uh, really impressive uh, defensive lineman, the number 12 defensive line in the country right there. Look at there, representing 3TA Academy, training, trenches, technology. Got the Bass Pro Shops hat on. Now, right now, folks, I'll say this. Last year, if you believe in coincidences or whatever, one of the marquee visitors for Georgia for last year's G-Day spring game was Samuel Mpemba. He wore a Bass Pro Shops hat, and now you've got Justin Green wearing a Bass Pro Shops hat as well. Um, really like this guy's game a lot. Justin Green out of Mountain View High School. Um, moving on, you got Aiden Breeland. Now, that's the guy I was talking about. Look at this big guy right here, five-star. Modern Day is one of the preeminent top ten high school programs in the country. He took a visit to catch out, check out Georgia. There he is with Travion Scott. There he is with uh, Kirby Smart. Um, that was a big visit because if Georgia's going to look at that defensive line play and restock that defensive line cover, that's a guy that comes from a great 
winning program. That young man, I don't know if the picture, pictures do it justice, but he is broad. He is thick. That's a guy you want plugging gaps in the middle so Georgia's all-world linebackers can flow downhill. He took a big visit. Now, I want to take you out of this guy. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and make Miss Manziel laugh behind the glass here. Now, you're looking at these two guys right here, and one of those guys is a freshman in high school, and the other one is a rising sophomore, all-SEC, potential first-team all-SEC guy right there. The guy on the right everybody knows is Michael Williams. Michael Williams, he, folks, Michael's about 6'5 and about 265. And then the other guy to the left, he calls himself Thanos. All you cool kids that watch the Marvel movies, you know what I'm talking about. Thanos is the baddest man in the universe. It probably took like a whole squad of Avengers to take him down. But Thanos Stewart, now he's out of Louisiana. Folks, it's going to be dreadfully difficult to pull a player out of, out of Louisiana. But the dogs have been working. Again, guys, this is just a freshman in high school. And he's got a collection of standing next to dogs already. Last year, he stood next to Trayvon Walker and made him look just as small as Michael Williams looks right there. He's 6'6", 285. This is going to blow folks' minds. Look how big Joaquin Stewart is right here. And he still has three more seasons of high school football to go. And he even lost like 30 pounds. He lost like 30 pounds to get down to 285. He's actually a slimmed down version of Joaquin Stewart. When the 2026 rankings come out, Joaquin Stewart will be one of the three names that will probably be number one overall in the country. Georgia was his first offer. So very important there. Even though it's a class of 2026, Georgia had the faith in him to offer first, and that really galvanized him, he tells me, to be the player that he is. Loves going to Georgia. He was at Georgia for the national championship game. Uh, not at Georgia, but he was, in, um, he was out in uh, Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium for the national championship game. He was at, he was at Georgia to watch them play Oregon in Mercedes-Benz a year ago. Uh, one of his, um, some of his training partners in New Orleans, they have been at Georgia. Remember Sean Washington? That was the guy that he trained with in the same training group. So, Joaquin Stewart, guys. Very often does Jeff break the rule of, come on, man. Folks do not want to hear about freshmen that have three or four more years to go. You have one that looks like that? You're going to hear about it on Before the Hedges each and every week from dognation.com. Next slide up. A lot of 2026 flavor right here. And you're like, Jeff, what are you doing? Another 2026. But let me take your attention to right here. Really cool moment right here. This is Kendra Harrison out of North Carolina. 6'6 with his shoes off. He's about 243 pounds. Right there, Todd Hartley, black belt ninja recruiter of tight ends across the country. He offered that young man right there. Now, Kendra Harrison has like 15 offers already, but nobody offered him on the field at Sanford Stadium before his spring scrimmage. We look at that, they're dapping it up, they're slapping hands, but <clears throat> look over there in the other side of the screen. Look, look up past Todd Hartley's shoulder. Can that mama's smile get any bigger than that right now? He was really happy. I spoke to Kendry about the offer. First of all, it's really cool seeing a kid get offered right on the field at Sanford Stadium. I thought two things by the reactions. One, that kid either got an offer, or two, that kid either, either got an offer and committed on the spot he told me, like I said, it's his best day ever, and here's why. Look at this right here. You want to talk about meeting your idol, and you want to talk about what are the, we giving these freshmen in their milk and in their cinnamon toast crunch or the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to look like this. That dude on the left, that is Darnell Washington, probably going to go within the first 40 picks of the NFL draft. That dude on the right is a high school freshman that is now offered by the University of Georgia. Um, Kendra said that he was really geeking out talking to Darnell. Darnell actually gave him his number and said, hey, listen, young buck, you ever, you ever any questions about this recruiting? You ever any questions about training or moves you need to make? Just hit me up. I'll try to help you out as best as I can right there. And for that young man, that was like the ultimate. Like, it was like if you were a guitar player and you had a chance to meet Eric Clapton for Kendra Harrison right there, that was what it was like right there for him to meet uh, Darnell Washington. Huge, impactful visit right there. Those are kind of the things I saw about G-Day. Like, what else happened at G-Day? You know, another great visit. I think, uh, you know, guys like Ellis Robinson and Peyton Woodyard continue to show Georgia, put their best foot, foot out there for Georgia. Elijah Griffith, the number one prospect in the country, according to some boards, uh, out of Savannah Christian, out of Savannah, Georgia. Uh, Five-star defensive tackle. He was back in Athens again, enjoyed himself. Um, but Georgia... The main thing you heard from a lot of the recruits that I've spoken to 
since G-Day. This folks, G-Day sets up as the perfect, I guess, commercial for Georgia football because there's so many young freshmen on the team. There's 18 freshmen on the team. You have the guys that have already left for the NFL. You have guys that have jumped into the portal. So really, it looks like a third of the guys on the field right now for Georgia are true freshmen. Everybody goes, wow, look at those freshmen playing. Look at all those freshmen playing for Georgia. And these young men, by assimilation, look down that field and they think, hey, that could be me. I'm not going to be sitting and watching my freshman year, even at a place like Georgia, a place that's won back-to-back natties. That's because uh, Georgia gets their freshmen on the field really fast right there. Guys, we do it each and every week. We try to make sure our fifth spot in our dog nation, Big Five, everybody hold up five fingers right now. Hold up five fingers right now because it's our fifth spot in the rotation, but it's also a five-star. K.J. Bolden, number one safety in the country. Why in the world would the nation's number one safety want to go to Georgia when the number three safety and the number four safety in the country are already committed? Why in the world do chicken fingers mean a big portion of his commitment? Um eventual commitment why in the world does he like georgia so much why does he keep coming to georgia so much sit down right now unbuckle your chin strap take a listen right now dog nation conversation time with kj bolden out of buford high school right now on before the hedges kj what was yesterday about for you can you still learn things when you go to georgia what was the highlight for you yesterday uh just watching coach smart like you know get up to the guys like coaching them right up after they make a mistake like i see him like when the defense uh, like give up a touchdown early in the, um early in the game here get on them guys and like you know tell them what to do and like i see him like helping the linemen like he's just all over i, I really uh i really enjoy seeing that from out of him if you did choose Georgia, how do you think they could help you develop into a player that player you want to be on Sunday? Um, you know, just like Georgia, like all the players they got in the league, like all them guys are like balling right now and like they like I guess they prep you like early, like as soon as you get there, like I see they freshmen, like they got freshmen like AJ Harris and uh, number five, I'd be forgetting his name, but they got like and then all the receiver freshmen they got like they got guys who like already like that looks like college ready, like so. Like I think, like they're doing a great job up there prepping the kids. KJ, I think um, you know you've been there a lot of times, and you, I guess maybe one of the biggest bigger appeals to would be playing with a guy like Peyton and a guy like Ellis. Like that could be an incredible secondary if you chose Georgia. What's the relationship like for you with those guys? That's that's a great relationship with them guys. You know, them guys are cool. They're definitely trying to get me down there to Georgia with them. You know. I'm only like 40 minutes away, 50 minutes away. So, you know, the relationship great, though, uh, overall. How do you think you guys would all fit together? Like, you know, some guys would be like, nah, Georgia's already got the number two safety, the number three safety. I don't need to go and be about that. Why does that not matter to you? I mean, it really don't matter to you because, like, wherever you, wherever college you go, you still got to work on your own spot on the field. So, it don't matter if they got three safeties committed for, like, you. If you commit there, you 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 obviously got a reason, or you feel like you don't work your way and get to the starting spot or like rotating spot for sure. KJ, you've been to so many schools, man. I I would imagine you've probably taken, you probably visited at least twenty twenty five schools. For you, all that knowledge you've you've accumulated and seeing space, seeing all these places, how does it help you make your decision? Like, what have you learned through your process so far that's really going to help you make the decision? Uh, I guess like just to, like the people you're gonna be surrounding yourself around. Like when you get to them colleges, like you gotta see the people in the locker room, how the program is really ran, and then like see people you're gonna be around every day. And then that's how I really look at it. Like, do I really want to be around people every day? Do I seem like I will fit into this program? Yes or no? Like that's how I look at it. KJ, what would it mean? Uh, you know, everybody wants to play with a class of top players. What would it mean with your attention to Georgia if Ryola chooses Georgia? What would that mean? You know, we ain't doing got a great relationship. I was just talking to Dylan the other day, but if Dylan chooses Georgia, <laughs> that'd be big for sure. You know, and Dylan always talking to for sure. So, you know, we definitely know the schools uh, he's uh, interested in. You know, and I hope Georgia gets out of it. 
you think you're going to take an official visit to Georgia in June? I mean, that first weekend in June seems loaded, like it's the Oscar night with all the guys that are wanting to come that week. Uh, I, I'm not really sure because I don't, I don't. I think I think I might do the second week in June. I'm not sure. I'm trying to do the first week. That's when all the guys are coming. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know if I, I'm think I'm I was thinking about Clemson, but I, you know Clemson only got one official visit, so yeah, as long as the first week. Yeah, I had to wait till like after the season, so I'm still thinking about it. Yeah, it's the same thing Sammy Brown said, man. He's like, yeah, Clemson's only got one week, so if I want to take an official, I got to go that week. Yeah. Um. Did you, did you get a chance to talk to Kirby yesterday? What was that like? Oh, like cool, you know, like always, like you know, that's my guy. You know, he always taking on the family, so you know, it's the same thing. But you know, that's my guy for sure. We always having great talks. You know, there's much love from him. Is your primary recruiter Muschamp or Kirby or both? Uh, it's Kirby, Fran, and Coop. Wow. And I thought they were Muschamp too. They got they got four guys on you, huh? Yep. Like, you, what does it mean to you every time you go to Georgia? I can tell that you wouldn't keep going back to Georgia if you didn't like it. I mean, it means like family. You know, them guys out there they they welcome you all. They welcome you in like your family, like you were part of their. Uh, organization already so definitely all love from Georgia. all right mr bolden kj bolden if you got cliff notes of that conversation let me speed dial him for you in right now wants to make his decision by uh august or september he's always felt that way he thinks the best way to go out is to win a natty um excuse me not a natty a state title uh for buford high of course buford's really accustomed to that one of the preeminent programs in the southeast in the state of georgia um, really likes that connection there with Kirby Smart. He told me in a previous interview, which is probably something that probably needs to go in a recruiting poster for the dogs, but he says, he told me once, I think it was in San Antonio at the All-American Bowl, is he said, I get immaculate vibes every time I, I go check out the University of Georgia. And that sounds like a pretty cool thing. I guess if, you know, when you're out there and you, you go into a club, you go into a restaurant, you go on vacation and you walk out to the, the spa, you walk out. If you're getting immaculate vibes, that certainly sounds pretty good. I don't think Georgia can build immaculate vibes no matter how much they spend on their facilities. But if you got that immaculate vibe, I think that bodes well for recruiting. And K.J. Bolden will be one of the top remaining targets for Georgia in the class of 2024. That's your big five brought to you by Kroger each and every week. Now, guys, let's jump into it. Let's hit our weekly kind of table stakes, our weekly food groups right now. Let's take a look right now at the 2024 class breakdown. There's going to be a missing piece right there. People are going to go, oh, Jeff, that tight end spot looks pretty sad right there. That's where the five-star Landon Thomas used to be. Where are the big uglies at? No OTs yet. Uh, just interior offensive lineman Malachi Carver, Malachi Tolliver, excuse me, out of top Cartersville High School. Those are the guys that really get it done on offense. We always try to lead with them first because those guys clear the way for all those first downs and touchdowns. That wide receiver group. Now, we know our graphic staff, Casey Dunn, and even Kaylee Mansell right now working on some graphics for us. They're talented, but right now we're going to have to make that wide receiver spot eventually look pretty fat. That thing's going to have to get Jordan Davis size column width right there. I don't know how to do that. That's where I've got smart people behind the glass helping us out, but there's going to be a lot more room there for the wide receivers in this class, potentially. The running back, Dwight Phillips Jr., who can basically uh, run, across the, run, run across the state of Georgia in the amount of time we spend 30, 45 minutes each and every Wednesday night talking about recruiting. And then Ryan Puglisi. Guys, he took a visit to Georgia since our last show. Took a three-day visit. Loves it. Still recruiting for Georgia. I know everybody always asks me, dude, what's going to happen if that Royola fella commits to Georgia? Nothing, I think, will happen if that Royola fella commits to Georgia. I think that means Georgia's going to sign two quarterbacks in the class. That's what Ryan has led me to believe. I don't think it's just happy talk or the things you say right now. Ryan Puglisi really wants to be a Georgia Bulldog. That's your breakdown on offense. Remember, Georgia is now down one five-star after the loss of Landon Thomas. And then, again, what you see right now, the guys up front, not a lot cooking right there for the guys up front yet. One thing Georgia likes to do is they like to get the big guys in during camp season, the first week of June, first couple weeks of June, and work them out against each other and let the real men, the real uh, cream of the crop of the class rise to the top. Uh, linebacker Demarcus Riddick, guys, I'm going to tell you, continue to watch that one. I don't think – 
I don't think that one is a done deal. You've got Auburn. You've got Alabama that are hovering around that recruitment. He's in the state of Alabama. Georgia remains his number one school. He says that to a lot of reporters, but those two two schools are going to keep coming. Perhaps uh, the only other big-time running back, linebacker target for Georgia would be Sammy Brown out of Jefferson High School. Georgia's not going to take a lot of linebackers in this class. And, you know, Riddick is the nation's number two linebacker in the class, and Brown is the nation's number one linebacker right now. You see two five-stars in that group, no three-stars, and then four three-stars. If you look at that, guys, DeMello Jones is not is basically the only guy in this class that is not this defensive class right now that is not a top 100 national recruit. I think he's on the fringe right there at around 109, 118 overall, but – DeMello might have as much upside as anybody on this board. That is your class breakdown right now. Georgia is down to 11 commitments after the departure of um, after the departure of Landon Thomas. And you know, one thing we're looking at right there is we're going to uh, take a look at the 2024 recruiting snapshot. They are down to 11 commits. The class rank is number two nationally. Uh, there's six guys on offense, five guys on defense. Um, ranking breakdown, Georgia has two five-star commits. Now those guys are both on defense, two top – excuse me, four top 50 commits. Uh, those are all the national guys that are shoe-ins for the All-American teams, four guys on defense. Six of those guys are on off on um, top 100s, four defense, two offense. And, again, we stress this a lot, guys. This is the year where Georgia's class needs to counter last year. Last year's – Class, you got Salmit, G-Day, so many tremendous defensive standouts. Now this class needs to get left-handed, where last year's class was right-handed, and they need to counter with a lot of playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. Dylan Wright-Ola, should he choose the dogs, I think he's going to go a long way towards helping towards some of that. We uh, discussed that in our opening Big Five. Right now there's five commits out of state, five commits in state, nine commits in the SEC footprint, and two commits beyond the SEC footprint right now. You look at the offensive commits, Nikar, the teammate for Landon Thomas, who still seems very strong. I don't know if you guys saw on social media, some folks were chatting that Nikar might be next to join Landon Thomas uh, in Tallahassee. But even though the proximity really works there for FSU and some talented players, some talented All-Americans from Colquitt County, uh, Nikar kind of shut all that down, said he's not visiting uh, this weekend, last weekend, and he still remains a dog. Remember, Nikar a couple of a couple of months ago sh- shut down his recruiting and said he was all dog. Um, you see five offensive players among the ten highest rated commitments right there, and the uh, state with the most commits right there is the state of the state of Georgia, which has five commitments right there. There's your 2024 recruiting snapshot right there, and now it's top targets time, guys. Riola, of course, is on the list. It's funny, I always want to – I go back and watch these shows, and, you know, one of the things I try to do is I try to um, kind of see what the people are asking about. And, you know, like I'm watching along with you, and I'd like some feedback on this topic. When you guys see the top remaining targets, do you go from one all the way back up to 14, or do you go from the top and read down to the bottom? I think I've got an answer for what you guys try to do. But Jeremiah Smith, I think the recent commitments to Ohio State have kind of strengthened – his commitment there to Ohio State. That's why you see his name drop a little bit. Justin Scott, the five-star D-tackle, going to take his official visit to Georgia first weekend in June. Uh, Justin Scott was in Miami over the weekend. Dylan Stewart, I think Dylan's going to take some visits to Georgia in the month of May. I think Dylan will. You will see Dylan there that first weekend in June. That rock star, rock star Oscar Knight. Jordan Ross, I continue to tell folks about Jordan Ross. He's a four-star. He's highly rated. He's a five-star for 24-7 sports. He's about 6'4", 215, clocks a 4'4". He's out of Vestavia Hills, Alabama, but he is going to leave the state of Alabama. That pulls Auburn and Alabama, the two most likely contenders, um, out of that equation right there. Mike Matthews out of Lilburn, Parkview. Some folks, some polls and some recruiting services have him as the number one prospect in the state of Georgia. Christopher Jones right there. I think that would get very interesting for Georgia, um, depending on what happens with Sammy Brown, depending on what happens with Demarcus Riddick. He's out of Stafford, Virginia. Uh, Christopher Jones has also set up his official visit to those Gators in Gainesville. I think he's visiting Florida the first weekend in June and Georgia the second weekend in June. 
Daniel Calhoun out of Walton High School. Always been a fixture on the top targets board. Um, rated as a tackle. I think he's an offensive lineman in college. Uh, Got to send a shout-out here all the way down to Statesboro for Cam McKell right now. A player that I always thought was kind of criminally undervalued by a lot of the recruiting services. He's a big guy, plays basketball, great track speed, 10-7 in the 100. He just got a ginormous boost from On3.com. Uh, I think he moved all the way up into number 56 overall recruit in the country from being unrated. And Cam McKell has been on George on the on the before the hedges top targets board for at least the last couple of weeks. These names you gotta heard them before. Jaden Riddell, we've talked about a lot about him. That is a new entry all the way up to number six on the remaining top targets. He becomes the top target in the class at tight end after the decommitment of uh, Landon Thomas, and especially now with Landon no longer in the class, Jaden Riddell moves up into the top targets board as well. Ryan Wingo recently reported, uh, I believe, first by 24-7 Sports. Ryan Wingo is going to take his official visit to Georgia um, that first weekend in June as well. We've been saying this for months and months. Justin Green, tremendous in-state prospect. He was at Georgia for G-Day, top 100 recruit. Really has done a lot to take what he already had with his God-given ability and improve himself. Khalil Bolden, K.J. Bolden. Um, K.J. Bolden, amazing target in this class. He was part of our Dog Nation Big Five. Edric Houston, Clemson's in that thing. Ohio State's in that thing. Georgia's in that thing. And number one, we've said his name. Maybe we should come up with a bingo counter or something like or have a, have a chime of a bell here in, as a production element on the show. Every time the name Dylan Riola appears, uh, appears or is said or chatted about on a uh, – on a dognation.com before the hedges program. Maybe we ought to do something. Maybe that ought to be, ought to be a mini game where we all do like five sit-ups or five push-ups and get real healthy every time somebody says the word, says the name Dylan Riola. Those are your top remaining targets just off the list. These are the guys that uh, Dog Nation should have on their radar as well. Brandon Baker, we've talked about him a lot. Number one offensive tackle in the country. Just visited Georgia recently. Chauncey Bowen's currently a Florida linebacker commit. A lot of these running backs, you see Sammy Brown, we've talked about him. Chris Cole, Cam Coleman. Cam Coleman out of Alabama, guys. You watch him, you watch him in seven-on-sevens. Might have as much upside as any receiver in the country. And I'm going to tell you what I'm going to look at right now. I'm going to look at Cam Coleman out of Phoenix City, Alabama, which is basically maybe a three-iron away from Auburn, Alabama. I'm going to look at Cam Coleman's recruitment, and I'm going to go, how well is Hugh Freeze going to recruit for the Auburn Tigers? You know, everybody talked about they had a war chest of NIL money that Brian Harson didn't have access to because he never really proven himself a long-term coach there. I think Hugh Freeze has access to those recruiting resources. It would be very interesting to see if Cam Coleman, everybody in the country wants him, Georgia really, Georgia would take him in a heartbeat in their wide receiver class. I'm going to watch closely and see what Auburn does to keep Cam Coleman in the class. And if Cam Coleman can stay in the state of Alabama, that will, to me, say that uh, Hugh Freeze has some staying power with the Auburn Tigers. Marcus Downs uh, out of South Carolina recently visited Georgia as well. That's a three-star defensive lineman. He gave Georgia his, uh, he's going to give Georgia an official visit. Marquise, big ease, easily. Big Easy, he's going to give Georgia an official visit. That's that first weekend. That thing has been planned since like February. Walt Claire Flynn, that's a guy to watch here out of, out of Grayson High School. That's a guy that Georgia seems to me like they have turned the heat up on in the last few months. Uh, Colton Heinrich, we mentioned him in our tight end out recruiting outlook. C.J. Jackson, um, Georgia's going to get an official visit there. Amir Jackson is another guy to watch at, the guy out of Portal High School. Uh, in the 912 with tight ends now. Amari Jefferson, Georgia is one of his top schools out of uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. He is a Tennessee baseball commitment. Jimmy Thee Lewis as well. He's at IMG Academy. You're going to see a name down here on the list, Jordan Seaton. Um, had been, uh, still is a major target for Georgia. Um, one of the top, I think he's in, still the number one interior offensive lineman recruit in the country. Jordan Seaton has moved. Uh, to play for IMG Academy as well. I think that helps Georgia's chances there. Taylor Tatum, Jordan Thomas, uh, big-time defensive linebacker, defensive lineman right there. You've got Jamonta Waller, probably probably the best player in Mississippi. You watch his tape, you get kind of 
N'Kobe Dean type vibes there. Can Georgia go into the state of Mississippi and get a Jamonta Waller like they did a N'Kobe Dean in the past, like they did a Branson Robinson in the past right there? Um, Carter Nelson, you also see him on the list. Williams Winery out of Lee Summit, Missouri. Now, he's established and released four of his official visits. Georgia's not one of those official visits. I would still look for Georgia to be that fifth official visit, and he's coming to Athens. I think that first weekend in June is probably the best weekend that he can place himself right there. Guys, that's your just off the list. Now we know what it means the time for right now. It is time for our live Q&A. We're going to go uh, live from our Woodstock Bureau. I'm going to jump on. I'm going to have my microphone. We're going to talk about Georgia recruiting for a couple minutes, and I'm going to be looking for a comment from Leon White out of Sandersville. Leon, apologize for not getting to you the last couple weeks. I try to facilitate and answer as many questions as possible. You got your recruiting questions ready? Let's do it right now on Before the Hedges brought to you by Kroger. This is our live Q&A. What's up, Dog Nation? It's Wednesday night before the hedges. Walkers around. Hope everybody's doing, having a great night. Guatemala Mike, how's everybody doing? Um, everybody on Facebook. Um, uh, question, Randy Payne. We got some crews going. Quickly, um, anybody uh, on the feeds, uh, Facebook, YouTube, I'm going to try to monitor both of them. Anybody going to be on the Dog Nation cruise? This time uh, next week, we're going to be on the boat. We're going to be all around the Caribbean. Uh, just check in uh, if you guys are going to be with us on the Dog Nation cruise. Uh, next week, our second annual Dog Nation cruise. Tell you folks, every time we go on one of those cruises, the dogs win a national championship afterward. Uh, UJ Boy for Life, Brunetti, how are you? Uh, Guatemala Mike, uh, if Georgia was to get a certain QB, in the 2024 class, how many would probably come into the class as a result of his commitment? Better question, maybe how many are already in the class, but um, I think there's about three or four, three or four really big names that uh, all things being equal, Riola, should he choose the dogs, will push it, push the candidacy over the top, top as we talked about at the top of the show. I think he's really close with a lot of select players in this class. Um, a lot of select players in this class. Um, class of 2024, especially uh, across the country. Uh, Ridgey Fly, thank you for that. Um, John Adams wants to know, bigger arm, Dylan or Dom? Guess I read Ryan. Yeah, Ryan Puglisi has a 93-mile-hour uh, fastball, 94-mile-hour fastball. I don't think Dylan dialed it up while he was still playing baseball that high. Um, let me see. Christy, how are you doing? Um, let me see. We got some talk about the Caribbean. We got some talk about uh, Indiana Jane. Uh, Christy got an anthropology major. Great for her. Um Who made it to, uh, oh man, Johnny Surf Dog's talking about ruins in Guatemala. Very intriguing, very uh, cosmopolitan show we got tonight here on uh, Before the Edges brought to you by Kroger. Um, very cosmopolitan, as I'm going to try to say that in my favorite uh, Doc Holiday voice. Um, one of the things, I, I hope our friend Leon White is with us, but uh, he wanted to know, a he had a question about He had a question about uh, Jared Smith. Um, now, there's a Jared Smith. I think I saw his question a couple weeks ago. And um, I had um, an inkling uh, who he was talking about because Jared Smith, who was actually at G-Day again on Saturday, uh, is a big-time edge prospect, five-star in some cat, some um, in some lanes on the recruiting web on the web about recruiting um, at a Spain Park High School. Uh, but the Smith brothers, he was talking about two guys in the 2024 class. Um, and those young men are taking a lot of visits together, um, want to uh, potentially play together. And, I, you know, Leon, to answer your question, I, I don't really hear a lot of information about those two guys with Georgia. 
Uh, I think Notre Dame is a school that uh, you, you check around, kick some tires. Uh, Notre Dame might be a school for one or potentially both of those guys right now, but uh, Georgia with um, the Smith brothers right there. I don't think that's really Georgia's top targets for the edge position, uh, defensive uh, in outside linebacker position that like one of those guys I know plays. I hope that answers your question. And again, Leon, man, sorry. Anybody that's from Sandersville, Tennille, I got some folks, I had some family that live back there, work back there. Um, you know, the Dairy Lane uh, in Tennille, in Kaolin, Kaolin country, the Dairy Lane uh, in Sandersville. If you've ever been through there, you will never forget it. Um, Guatemala Mike Bear is not in the mix. Are you talking about uh, Bear Alexander? Or are you talking about Gatlin Blair? Out of out of Idaho, he established his top five. Georgia is not in his in his final five, and also that young man, fast receiver as he is, he's running faster than Dwight Phillips Jr. is right now as a receiver. Um, he uh, also has a Mormon mission to deal with. Um, let me see, score check. What's up with Sammy Brown? I think the dogs' chances for Sammy Brown have probably never been higher than they have been over the last couple of weeks. Jack Marino, thanks for uh, being in church. Uh, Jack Marino, yes, we've been we've been talking about Ryan Wingo. Um, Johnny Surfdog, a lot of five-star running backs on the radar for both 2024 and 2025. Uh, Taylor Tatum is not a five-star. Jarrett Gibson, who's going to visit on that official week weekend Oscar night uh, in, in the first weekend of June at ING Academy. He's a five-star, but I don't know if Georgia will wind up with him. You hear a lot about Texas uh, with them. Uh, Ridge Fly throws it out there. Does everybody want the Georgia boy or Jaden Radell? What's we'll say Jaden Radell can fly. He is very fast. Yeah, Jerry Dogs fan was hoping Landon would stay in the class. You know, I hope you guys saw the first of the show. I thought it was fascinating how he was committed to Florida State for about six months. Georgia offers. He decommits the next day. And then he's committed to Georgia for not quite a full year, like maybe nine months. And then, you know, down there in Tallahassee, they keep working on him. It's really close. Um, and they I thought the dogs were going to hold on a little bit longer there at least. Uh, but Florida State, guys, let me say this. I'm going to say this again. I'm going to underscore it. Florida State's really picking up some momentum with what happened with Cam Davis with his shutting down his recruitment, the five-star running back, have a five-star tight end. Um, you know, Jonathan Daniels is a guy that hasn't visited Georgia recently when Georgia kind of really needed him to in, in March and April. And he, Florida State's the team to trend for there. I think Charles Lester is a guy that visited Georgia three times. And I think Georgia's really set a corner with Ellis Robinson, the fourth and DeMello Jones. But you know, that's a guy potentially would have probably loved a spot in the class at Georgia. Probably going to wind up at Florida State as well. Florida State, we just mentioned three five-stars they could get in the uh, 2024 class. Um, first of all, everybody, thank you uh, for joining us again tonight. Uh, you know, definitely, that's not a wrap-up. I'm just saying thank you. I'm always grateful, um, grateful seeing everybody out there. Sonia Prescott was worried about Landon. Um, David Willingham, I think it's interesting. If you want to talk about Jaden Riddell versus Landon, I think Landon's the more complete tight end right now. He's attached. He's in line. He's flexed out. Uh, he ran some wildcat. He's a blocker. Probably a more complete tight end. And I think Jaden is more of a you know speed flex guy right now. Big kid, don't get me wrong, but I think uh, right now both of these young men have very bright futures. I think Landon has just done a I think I think that's what you look like when you see see what Jaden can do. Yeah, I agree with you. Riddell does look more dynamic. Um, uh, Caleb Squires, I, if Dylan Riola chooses Georgia, I do not think the dogs lose Ryan Puglisi. Uh, yeah, Randy Hall, I'm here. So Barry Watkins, good question. If Dylan commits, and whatever it might be, uh, potentially if he joins the class, next year's stable would be Beck, Brock Vandegrift, Gunner, Pug, and Dylan. I would imagine, Barry, with that, with that hypothetical right there, 
in that in that situation there right now, uh, I think Beck is really primed to have a great year at Georgia. I think he's primed to have a uh, the type of year where uh, puts himself in NFL consideration. He is already an NFL consideration if you look at the way he throws the football, height, weight, prototype size, and everything else. I think if he has an all SEC type year, uh, he's a guy that could declare for the draft. And I think that would work out pretty well. And I think Beck would be a first, second round pick type at quarterback. Um, I, I, I think I wrote about this recently, um, but if, you know, one of those two, whether it's Beck going to the NFL or, or Brock Vandegrift not saying a second year um, in Athens is the backup to Beck, I think one of those two will kind of, hopefully it works out for the best. Maybe Beck gets a year, makes his run of the NFL, plays great football for Georgia, and then that slides in, opens up a spot for, by that point, a very experienced Brock Vandegrift to come in there. And I, I know a lot of the stories tonight. I see them all across my feed, my timeline about, you know, Brock Vandegrift uh, deciding to come back. I, I don't know. That that was never really a concern. The information I always had with Brock is, number one, he loves Athens. He loves hanging out with Brock and Chas Chambliss. Those guys all live together, and they eat probably half a horse uh, for, for the day uh, between the three of them. But big, strong you know, very hungry, very, very stout young men. They're going to go through some groceries. Uh, groceries that you can find at Kroger probably take care of a half an aisle themselves most weeks. But um, Brock Vandergrift's going to graduate this fall. And I thought we thought um, he was going to give Georgia a chance until he, he graduates at least. And that would be through the end of this season. Didn't make a lot of sense. That was the information I'd been gotten for the longest time regarding Brock Vandergrift. Um <laughs> Barry Watkins, uh, good question there. Wendell Brewer, I answered the question about Sammy Brown. Uh, Alan Frazier, if, if you look across of the a lot of the off the list, I think you'll see uh, Chan Chauncey Bowens is a guy in North Palm Beach, currently a Florida commitment. Now, Chauncey's a big back, like 230, 230 pounds, and he is a guy that um, runs track 10.8. That's the guy that would be the big back. But the other two names to look at, you got Christian Clark, the top 200-ish 200, type running back out of uh, Arizona. And then you've got um, also a new name, uh, Nathan Frazier, Nathaniel Frazier out of Modern Day High School. That was probably, that was in those guys that I think would potentially be interested in where, in where Dylan Riola goes to play uh, college football. Um, the other one is Tyler Tatum. Uh, Taylor Tatum, excuse me, out of Longview, Texas. Um, Taylor's the number two back in the country right now. Really strong Tate really strong all-purpose back. Uh, Tony Prescott weighs in with a, uh, a uh, prediction about a quarterback commitment. Um, yeah, double Y, big fan of Micah DeBose. He got his five, fifth star on on three. Uh, Michael Hoffman, I don't think Georgia's going to be that active in the portal. Um, I don't know if there's a whole lot of room right now. I think Georgia will look maybe for a defensive lineman uh, running back, that those type of guys right there. But um, those really great, strong players are pretty hard to find. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, hey, Jerry Dogs fan. Usmani Chroma in Lee County, he's another five-star. He was at G-Day as well on Saturday. Um, John Adams, they just do things differently. Your question about Clemson right there. Um, uh, Clemson, you know, they, they stress family. They stress doing it once during the season. You know, they only offer about 50 kids. So they bring in about 10, 12 for official visits. That's kind of parlay, parlay for what they do. But like they only have one weekend in June for official visits. And then after that, kids got to come in later. So a lot of guys that really have Clemson among their top schools, they look at it as, well, I want to give Clemson a visit, but but then I want to give these other schools a visit, but it's kind of like algebra. If you gotta, if you want to have Clemson involved in your in your equation, you got to choose that first week. And a lot of them, like Sammy Brown, KJ Bolden, and others, they realize they can get Georgia with another official visit weekend. Um, Bryce Dixon, man, sorry we can't get you. One of, these, one of these years we'll get you on the cruise, man. It'll feel like we're back in uh, Sea Island again, man. Um, Suzanne Mize, how are you? 
you know, y'all, I, I do think the Deuce Robinson, uh, the recruitment of Deuce Robinson is over. Uh, Corey York, Kevin Riley was, uh, if you're talking about the running back Kevin Riley at Tuscaloosa, Kevin Riley, I never reported that Kevin Riley was going to be at, um, Kevin Riley was going to be at G-Day this weekend. My information had him being at Miami, and that's exactly where they, where, where they wound up. Um, all right, guys. Hey, that's been a Before the Hedges uh, brought to you by Kroger. First of all, going to reiterate, most importantly, guys, do thank everybody for stopping by. If we, we got so many great graphics people now, all of a sudden at Dog Nation, got them coming out of the ears. I think, I think one of the things I might ask them to do for, the, uh, for, for some homework for shows to come is I'm going to be like, can we get a sign that says just thank you guys for stopping by and we flash it towards the end of the show. I mean, really, guys, it's just great talking recruiting, talking Georgia football, trying to do everything I can here with answering as many questions as I can for you guys. Um, regarding Georgia football recruiting. Um, lots of places you guys can go to, turn to, to get it from. We're thankful that you guys make Wednesday night uh, a big factor in where you got try to try to come and to consume a lot of your Georgia football content. I dearly appreciate that. You guys don't know how much I appreciate you guys showing up and showing out and uh, interacting and engaging on this show every Wednesday night before the hedges. Before we got to go, I got to be a humble man. I got to say thank you. I got to say thank you to uh, Casey Dunn, uh, Kaylee Mansell, Michael Carvel, everybody behind the scenes that makes Dog Nation go. Got to thank KJ Bolden for uh, the chance to talk to him pretty much pretty in depth over the weekend to see where he was at. Um, everybody, there's so many interviews after, after a weekend, um, after a big visit weekend like that. And I, I thank everybody that's out there taking the time, taking an interest in what we do with Dog Nation as well. Anyway, guys, I'm Jeff. Everybody on the podcast, if you want to get on the podcast, SoundCloud, Spotify. Shout out to everybody listening on the podcast right now. Certainly appreciate you guys engaging with our content as well. But for now, I'm Jeff Sintel. That's been your Intel. And we'll see you guys again later on the pages of dognation.com. Have a great week, everybody. See everybody on that cruise boat. And I God bless you. We'll see you again here next week. Let's go, I'm a bulldog. So Georgia who won't pick it. I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important, trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life, I never settle.